Hello and welcome to the Sacred Space Storytelling Podcast, a place where we will dive deep into epic discussions on birth, motherhood, womanhood, rites of passage, and so much more. We are your hosts, Lucy, a mama of four, a birth keeper, a women's worker, and a past midwife who has left the system in the pursuit of truly being with woman. And Christy, a mama of three, birth and pregnancy advocate, community service worker with a strong interest in the shamanic dimensions of the journey from girlhood into womanhood and beyond. Come with us now as we unravel today's conversation. Uh, Welcome to the Sacred Space Storytelling Podcast, episode nine. Today we have Tessa, Tessa Boba. She is, um, well, Tessa's essence of being is to support women on their path of healing and integration. Tessa is an Indigenous woman entrepreneur who thrives in heart-led spaces. Her work encompasses supportive healing work as a doula for mothers, providing emotional wisdom and education on birth and motherhood. As a mother herself, this work is close to her heart in providing the foundation of love, security and informed, empowering knowledge for families and women on their motherhood journeys. As a space holder, Tessa is passionate about bringing women together to invoke remembrance on the importance of grounding, rest, reflection and nurturing firstly of ourselves and then each other and the communities we place ourselves in. Tessa's wisdom within honouring the sacred rites of passage that women traditionally traditionally paid homage to is steeped with empowering knowledge and gently held spaces that holds and creates a deep sense of self and community. Her work in the plant medicine realm weaves her Indigenous knowledge, community values, self-honouring practices and passion within women's health and well-being into a space of ritual ceremony and nourishing knowledge where we are embraced with tender care empowered with depth within our self-healing and tended to in a sensory journey of tonics intuitive massage and detoxifying steam sessions for our whole selves to heal and integrate tess wow (laughs) i actually frothing on reading that like we we read that at the start and i'm like no we can't cut that down yeah yeah, my beautiful um, friend Ashley, and she was actually a client originally, uh, wrote it for me. And she's like an entrepreneur and she's just, she's all in the healing space with all different women and different, yeah, modalities. And yeah, she's like, can I do it? And I was like, go for it. I'd love to hear it. So yeah. <laughs> well, welcome. It's beautiful because it does sort of like really does encapsulate you because I've actually been following you for weird, for weird, for years. <laughs> and I've got like, I've always had a massive girl crush on you, by the way. Um, just love everything Likewise. about you. Yeah. Just <laughs> when love I saw you, you on I just... screen. I was like, she's hotter on Zoom. How the fuck is this possible? Just, how am I supposed to concentrate? Like... <laughs> no, I was like, when, like, I just like since I've followed you, I'm like, I swear I've known you in a past life or something. Hey, like, I think so. I'm just like, why do I know her? Like, I just, yeah. you're very real. You're very raw. I love everything about what you do, your connection, your culture, your just, you're just very authentic and I love Thank it. And you. there's not many people on Instagram like that. So yeah. when I'm feeling a bit like down, I actually go on your page and I'm like, oh, 
Aww, life is a vibe. Real. Thank yeah. you. You probably notice I do that too, and you'll sort of put like a hundred likes on old videos of yours, and then I'll find you've got a different Instagram like me. You've got a hundred Instagrams, and I'm like, great, it just gets better. <laughs> Overshare, baby. <laughs> Heaps of personalities. I've got like yeah. one page for like like my people that I grew up with and went to school with, and then I've got my queen of the banshees that would scare all of them away. Yeah. <laughs> yep. No, yeah, I get it. Me too. So good. It's like Aquarian, Aquarian energy. Yes, but you're a Pisces, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've got heaps of Pisces in my chart. Yeah, cool. I'm a triple Pisces, so. Oh, my God. Actually, Lucy's a double Leo. Yeah, beautiful. And I have a, and Violet's a Pisces girl. I was actually looking at you being like, you are channeling Violet energy, my five-year-old now. Oh, um, gorgeous. Don't you reckon? Yeah, really, like, so much. Stepped, she's like really stepped up into like. I love that. Um, Strong will. fierce woman, Violet. <laughs> this whole other yes. energy lately. And I'm like, who are you? Yeah. But I love it. Slightly yeah. overwhelming. Mothering daughters. <laughs> slightly. Yeah, slightly. I, I, feel, I feel like we should definitely touch on that because that's like a yes. hectic topic. Yes. Definitely. Yeah, well, somebody, I was camping a couple of months ago and um you know one of my friends is very much into like divine feminine and masculine and we just have different viewpoints and she really feels like the the man is the head of the house and I think that's quite funny (laughs) (laughs) because I'm just like lady you you know you know not to be rude but we're kind of like the superior sex if you want to get technical no but totally yeah totally it's like you know women sort of like we I don't know. I just see it as like women. I've had three hours sleep. My words are failing me, but like we sort of hold down the four. We kind of do it all. We can manage it all. And like our men sort of hold us up and support Mm. and provide. But anyway, she was talking, you know, struggling like with different phases with her daughter. And I was like, I was like, sis, she's gonna like, you need her to be like this because she's working to be the head of the house. She's going to become the head of the house and she was like oh no 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 like my husband that's my husband and I was like no 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 that's when you're ready to step aside and rest in your crone and Marga you know era like she is needing like she's the men like you know you're mentoring her she's gonna be yeah. the boss lady like you want to rest at some point we you want to hand it over to her we need more strong-willed girls that are gonna grow yeah. into like strong-ass women yeah <laughs> and definitely. it's hard to yeah it's not always easy to mother them necessarily but it's like, why we need aunties yeah. Yes, we but that's why aunties. rite of passage is. I feel like rite of passage is so important, and we've lost it because, like, we have so many mums out there that are still teenage girls in their minds because yes. they've never been initiated, and they're competing with their daughters, and they yeah. because they're scared Fully. to age, and then yes. they're living through their daughters, and they're just controlling, and it's like a puppet show, and it's like break the fuck away, like you know. Yes, it's so funny so, you say Fully, that yeah. because I feel yeah. like that's been a big emerging theme lately that I've kind of noticed and us as well in our own work it's been something that we've been really focusing on and the importance of rite of passage and anchoring yourself into your growth as like a woman or a man and like and how do you become a woman and how do you become a man instead of feeling like we're girls and boys in these grown-up bodies and operating from that insecure space yes And, and there's just so many yeah women who are feeling quite lost and um disembodied and they don't Mm. know how to tap into that power because they never got that initiation yeah and it's just so paramount and important that we come back to those anchoring in points in our timeline as women 
And yeah, like even myself, Christy and I had this conversation yesterday um, just about themes in Rite of Passage. And I forever have like these aha moments like, oh my God, like that's why I have that behavior and that's why I have mm-hmm. that insecurity because that happened at that really important time in my life and I wasn't held properly. And I'm still yeah. playing out that stuff now as like a 32-year-old woman. Yeah, like, I feel you. Just, <laughs> yeah, it's wild. And it's just so important, so important. Yeah, and it's, no, yeah, definitely. It's gonna, I've um, just started running these young women circles, which are absolutely incredible, but I've, I've reached a point where it's like I left the last session open as like cele- celebration so we can sort of do that little ceremony because it's been very like, you know, it's more about a yarning circle. Like that's what the powerful like medicine is when you gather with mm. women is just that ability just to like, you know, word vomit and then listen to the next mm. person and realize I'm not alone and I'm not crazy. And by hearing other people tell their stories, you see yourself in their story and then you realize, actually, I do know what to do. I just need to vent and be validated. Totally. And that's it. I don't need to be saved. Yes. So, but yeah, it's still, it's like now I'm like, okay, we need to bring in a little bit of the ceremony and the initiation and the celebration and bring the mums in as well. And yeah, it's that's such a beautiful point. I'm like, it's so grounding. Yeah, yeah. excited to see yeah. what we come up with and create. So, and it's like I also nice. wanted to ask, like, this is like a big question, like as an Indigenous woman, like, how do you view, like, like I suppose, like white women doing this work, like, what? How does it make you feel? Like, this is what I'm always so interested in. Like, I don't know, like, if that makes sense, because I think I get it. That- you get yeah. it? Like, I think the work, we say the work and people are like, what the fuck are these people talking about? <laughs> it's like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. coming together and sitting with each other and talking about our shit and generational trauma and how we can, you know, turn that into generational gifts. Like it needs to be done regardless of where you come from. It just needs to be like, you just need to make sure you're not being culturally insensitive or appropriating culture. Like, so I get a bit cringy when people say things like, you know, blessing way. I'm like, well, that's a traditional mm. term. So it's yeah. more like a mother blessing, you know? Yeah. Um, I remember like, when they, yeah. I think they did a, like a call out for people to stop calling them blessing yep. ways. Yep. And so ever since then, I myself anyway, I've been calling them like a mother blessing or a mama blessing. Yeah. And, like, and same and, with like rebozo usage. Mm, Sorry to yes. interrupt. Yeah. But I, that was a hard one because it was like there were some people saying, you know, you shouldn't be using rebozos and there were other people saying, you know, please use our rebozos. We want you to use our medicine. We want you to pay our people so that they then, you know, can build their businesses and get out of poverty that has been yeah. created since colonisation. Just use it respectfully and use it yeah. intentionally. And, yeah, like closing of the bones. Like I won't say closing of the bones because I'm not trained by those women, you know, yeah. like you know yeah. yeah that's not being conscious of exactly. like what you're what you're actually doing and acknowledging that you're being inspired perhaps by that tradition but you yeah. don't know the full like you haven't yeah because a lot of these women it's their life work it's like embodied girls and it's really sacred and you can't ever like begin yeah. to understand the level of depth that goes into learning this skill exactly um, yeah yeah and the accountability and also the integration like you know we can still go and do incredible workshops and it can be life-changing but I notice that a lot of people will do a workshop and then they'll just go and recreate the workshop and I'm like have you seen that meme where it's like somebody's like off to do like another 
plant medicine, um, you know, workshop and like the shadows dragging behind them, like fucking integrate me. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, fully it's though. Like, yeah. It's fully I'm though. Like, like it's, you know, mm. if you're still on that high, like baby, you got a crash coming that you actually, you like, you need, you, you should be in the graveyard right now. Like, yes. you know, getting some soul pieces back and, you know, facing yes. some shit and breathing and like, and then get back up, you know, um, yeah, so even I feel funny like with the words rite of passage and the words yeah. um, initiation. So yeah. I mm. just try to keep it as like simple as what it is and it's we're gathering mm. and I'm a support person. And, mm. you know, so often we have all these trigger words and these fancy words and, you know, it's a psychological thing, it's an advertising thing, but for what at the end of the day, you know? Like are you being authentic or are you... You know, and a part of my journey has been realizing, like, if I'm holding a woman's circle and I'm not feeling strong enough in who I am, and this is where I started, and I let somebody in that circle with their shitty energy bring it in, I'm like, you're sitting in a circle and essentially amplifying whatever you're putting out there. Mm. Um, you know, like, if you're holding space, you need to be that auntie that's like, okay, bub, that's enough there. Like, we actually don't yes. behave like that. You know, you need to be able to be like, no, no this is the boundary and not feel like, oh, awkward or, oh, I don't want to upset you. It's just like, nope, that's the boundary. Let's keep going. You know, yeah. like there's no hard feelings. It's just, you know, you know, that auntie throws a shoe at you and you learn and you keep going. You're still in the family. I think, I think it's so important to have these conversations around language and um, because obviously this the work, like as you say, is so new um, to so many women. Like it's been forgotten. So it is this re-education and a lot of us are going in a bit blind yeah. and it's really important to um, just keep having these conversations around um, the consciousness behind it and what's appropriate yeah. and um, yeah. being respectful so that we can keep up leveling and learning and do it in a more authentic way um, yeah. and a more conscious way. And but, yeah, I know, like, when I first kind of moved into this work, I knew that it felt right in my bones. Like, I felt like I, this is all, like, this is, like, work that I know my things that my ancestors would have done, but I didn't mm-hmm. have any reference point. Like, yeah. And I didn't really understand what was, what words were okay to use and what weren't because they're yeah. all new to me. But yeah. that's why I love having conversations like this for us all to just like have that self-reflection constantly and just yeah. I'm well, sure we've got we've to all... start somewhere, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. You, you've got to fuck up to learn, Yeah, you know, and it's like so then I think it's important like if you're holding people accountable or you want to raise a point, you don't have to be mean about it. You yeah. can be firm and then on the other hand it's also like you don't have to make out like this person is a bully and they're putting you down you know you don't have to play victim like you know it's all a part of the learning and the growing and learning how to communicate Mm. in a healthy manner which is you know that is the work right like being able to navigate yes just the the art of conversation the art of 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 women coming together and just communicating respectfully yeah yeah it's like it's like holding like people accountable but also like having that loving awareness and space for them to change and learn yeah. from it. If you know what I mean? It's like that balance where so much we can go stuff. in and be like, fuck you or blah, blah, blah. But I think that that's the biggest thing for me is like, even when I get the shits, it's like, how can I like still be firm and have boundaries and like hold this person accountable. And even the people that do it with me, like, and 
but also be like like open-hearted and loving and being mm. like fuck we're just we're human beings like yeah yeah I, yeah I, I feel like our biggest teachers are our kids right it's like how we're Fully. trying to take, parent our ch- children in a gentle way you know like um and I yes. laugh so hard because I'm just like I'm a gentle parent but people would look at me and I'm like every second word I'm, I'm out of my mouth it's fuck like <laughs> you know me like too. and I'm you know what I mean like and I've got so many yeah. different like personality or like voices like yes. different accents which is probably not politically correct but you know I'm living my best life but um <laughs> you know time and place but like you know people just think it's chaos but it's like I have such a good relationship with my kids like and yeah it is yes. chaos but at the end of the day yeah like just trying yeah. to be I like you know relate. that was yeah that was really fucked oh no I'm getting a phone call <laughs> I'm just gonna quickly answer it sorry because <laughs> I have out of credit <laughs> go 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 Hey, Rob, can you give me a call back in like <laughs> an hour? Sorry, I'm out of credit, but I'm in the middle of an interview. Thank you. Love you. Bye. Oh, my God. We, keep, so we keep it real. Oh we God. keep it real Sorry. here. Yeah. Can't no. afford, like, um, you know, you can either have home internet or phone internet. So, you know, that's... <laughs> So I'd really love, I'd really love for you um, just to describe like what your offerings are, what your, what things you're working on at the moment. Um, yeah. What your work is and then like how it all began for you, how you, how yes. you started. Go sit down. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. So um, I feel like my work in this world is like, you know, I feel like our story tells us what our work is, right? The entire journey leads us there. So, um, you know, I haven't had the best relationship with my parents. I had sexual trauma as a young girl. And then my first sexual experience was a traumatic experience. Um, I was, I left home at, I experienced, I experienced deaths in the family, three deaths in the family, a friend die. And then, um, uh, when I was 16, I was just like, you know, my mum was grieving and couldn't be there for me and I just couldn't be a part of this really broken family anymore. Like I just didn't want to cop her stress and struggle. How old were you? 16. So I packed everything yeah. in like, you know, big moving box, just one moving box, put everything in my bedroom and just walked up the driveway and left. I got my dad's ex-girlfriend to pick me up and, um, yeah, so um, – from there, it was just like trying to go to school, but I was just so distraught with my own trauma. I didn't have a, a release. You know, I had just been branded as this like, you know, you know, black fucking little shit, you know, um, yeah. problem child um, from my, you know, from from primary school, from preschool. Get off the windowsill, child. Oh, my God. Get down. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Dog's about to go out for round two. Um, round two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um yeah, I just was just so fed up and so in my trauma and no one had helped me process anything. And so I just left um, and kept trying to go to school, wasn't working. And then, you know, started getting into weed and like trying to just numb myself and escape. Um, and then eventually moved away with my boyfriend at the time to like an ag college um, and was there for six months learning, you know, like um, farmhand and like shearing I was going to say sheep. ag college. I know what yeah. that is. Like, ag- yeah. Yes, I remember yeah, that. Yes. 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 So Amazing. went to like long reach. Well, you know, we packed up our car with everything we had, no licenses, drove there. Yeah, of <laughs> Moved course. Moved into a little donger. We were there for six months and when we came back, I used to smoke ciggies and I was like, oh, I don't want a ciggy on the way home. And I was like, uh-oh. I'm like, I know that I'm pregnant. I just knew. And I was yes. 17. Yeah. yeah. So 
on yeah, that's weekend. that's like really young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. seventeen, and um, yeah. So we came home, and it was just a horrible time trying to find somewhere to live. We were kicked out of here. We were kicked out of there. Um, my ex got involved with his friends that we'd originally left the area to get away from so we could get clean and look after ourselves anyway long story short I ended up having um actually I feel like you can't even make it a long story short so don't make it a long (laughs) story short I was just about to say no wait 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 yeah (laughs) basically what happened was we were living with um people that I'd grown up with and then I like they had a drug problem so they left me with their newborn baby and went out and was just like yeah I'll be back soon we'll be back like the next day and I'm pregnant at 17 with a newborn baby you know my partner's struggling because he was just a child too and no one was supporting Mm -hmm. us Mm. um they were kind of just like well you've made your bed now lie in it and it's like Mm. we're fucking hell wow so but I was lucky because his mum was a birth and a midwife so she was like right you're pregnant you'll be breastfeeding you'll be vaginally birthing you can have a water (laughs) birth she's like come to the come to the meetups with me and you know and that was great she's like here are the were you excited yeah how were you feeling I feel like I was like I can make something of my life now because yeah. no one, I just I instantly, it was just like mama bear. I was like, I'll kill yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you know, people yeah. weren't allowed to smoke near me. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, I remember I had this really, really horrible experience. I was in the driveway and my partner was getting in the car and I got in the car and his, one of his scum rat, scum rat mates was getting in the back. And I was like, Oh, can you not smoke in the car? And he's like, why? And I was like, like no one had ever like challenged me like that. And I was like, Oh, I just don't want you to. And he's like, why? And I feel like he knew. And I was like, because mm. I'm, you know, and I hadn't told anybody yet. My family didn't even know. And he was like, why? And so I was like, I'm pregnant and I don't want to be breathing it in. And he's like, fair enough. But like, you know, then he went and told like the whole world. Mm. So, mm. and I just felt so like, you know, why didn't my partner defend me? And, you know, when you're yeah. young, you're just like, you know, I need you to be a man. I need you to do this. I need you to do that. But when, as I'm older, I'm like, we were babies and where were the adults? And it's like, fully, you know, and it's like, yeah, it's all, you know, I can't blame anyone because. All I see when I see when I look out and I'm like, where was everyone? They were all stuck in their own trauma because no one Fully. ever shown them how to process theirs. Totally. So it's like they couldn't be there for us because they weren't even there for themselves. They're living, yeah. they're working jobs and then relationships and that they hate and friendships that are toxic and their drinking culture. And it's like well, these adults mm-hmm. that this ain't an adult. I can't see an adult anywhere. It's like better learn how to be one myself. Fully. So they're battling um, their own demons. Yeah. So anyway, we left there when we found them. The person we were living with stealing out of our baby fun tin, which was you know five cent pieces, um, mm. and tried to live with uh, a family member briefly. And um, they, my, my mum, she kicked me out within like twenty four hours. We just finally settled in. I finally, you know, we had like a granny flat kind of set up, and I was so excited. And she had a toxic boyfriend at the time and he just accused us of something and she's like, you've got to go. We just got home with groceries and she's like, you can't stay here. And I I think we'd spent one night. And, I and was did like, your you mum know, know you were pregnant? Yeah, bro. I'm, I'm like mega pregnant at this point. Like, oh, wow. what, was like her, what, what was she like towards that? So I still remember we're driving down Sanford Range for anyone that knows Northside Brisbane and um, told her I was pregnant and she just said, you've ruined your life and you know um it's just because she was a young mum again her trauma like yeah and you know she often said that to us when we were growing up yeah it's like yeah 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 so um yeah and you know and again I have so much compassion for my mum I don't have her I choose not to have her in my life you know um but 
you know, when someone puts her down or someone makes a comment mm. and I'm like, I wrote my, I wrote another family member, met up, an, another family member an email recently. And I was just like, I love my mom and my mom's mm. story is sad. She doesn't yeah. deserve to be hated because of where she's at. She deserves to be loved always. And it's just sad. Like, and I feel like we honestly need to look at situations like that more. And I feel like elders really have totally. that perspective is like, we can get angry and we can get loud and we can get aggressive. And it's like, but at the end of the day, the feeling underneath that is sad. We're sad, yeah. the universe. We're sad that we're disconnected. Mm. We're sad that the earth's being raped, you know? Anyways. Yeah. So, totally. Totally. Yeah, I ended up in, um, a woman took me in and I'll always be so thankful for her. She was a woman who at one point in her life had such a bad drug addiction. She lost, she was living in a car with her kids and she had them taken away and then she had worked to get them back. So um, I was living in a house with her. She was clean. She had her baby's back, but you know, you know, she was a person that taught me like, you know what? Sometimes we use paper plates because you know, fuck the stress, you know, you need to like what you can manage, come back to your baseline, you know, rather than yeah. just trying to do everything all the time perfectly, just take the stress off. So, you know, we were sleeping on the floor. I, I always say I was crouch, couch surfing in a crack house, but I didn't know it was a crack house till a couple of years later. <laughs> Cat- <laughs> wow. That to the resume. <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, <laughs> you know, the p- person that taught me to drive was like a lady with a, because I don't like saying crackhead. I think that's disrespectful. But, you know, every now and then, you know, it's how we talk as Australians. <laughs> you know, I'm always just like, The Bogans. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, yeah, like, a, you know, a crackhead taught me to drive. I learned how to roll that car down the hill when we ran out of fuel at the top of it. That's, you know, pregnant at 17, you know, like, and it's, People look. I just love that so much. I'm sorry, but I just well, can, you know, I can't even like, relate to that. <laughs> people look at you know the rough people in society, and they look at the low socioeconomic places, and I look at them and I see community. You know, mm. I see people willing to help each other out. I see people struggling. Well, they're and they're always helping. the first to help. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. They have. These... It's like single mums as well. Yeah. Single mums are always Every the first time. one to go. I come. I come over. Like I. I I want to help. I've always noticed exactly. that. Every time, every mm. time. And it's just my girlfriend sent me a meme the other day and I'm like, where them or video, I think it was on Instagram, and it's like where the people that are, we don't have the village but we're doing the work and it's like mm. then so hopefully our children will have the village and have yeah. less work to do, right? Yeah. So yeah, and if yeah, that's yeah. what we have to do, that's what we have to do. Fully. You know? Yeah. Fully. So um, we lived there and then I actually got, word of well actually the young parents program here was like a grassroots feminist organization that started and they got into contact with anyone that came through the system at the local hospitals that were underage or not you know young yeah and once a fortnight we would go to this house and they would feed us and we'd sit in circle and they'd have a midwife and they would teach us about what our body does what birth is how the system works how to navigate it what the loopholes are link us up with housing free clothes that the whole underneath of the house was all donations from the community so brand new baby clothes beds um prams car seats everything you can imagine toys was that a social like a social worker it was run by social workers or women yeah. it was so unfucking real so much yeah. we had we old we had old auntie kerry she'd drive around in their fucking awesome car that she loved <laughs> you know come pick us up how you doing bub put a hundred babies in the car with their car seats and, you know we'd all get in yeah incredible they did everything they how could special to make those barriers we were facing minimal oh. so that we could be there. And then they yeah, had a dad. 
Yeah. And then we learned that was probably the first time I really sat in circle was like we listen mm. respectfully, you know, and, and yeah, just hearing, you know, some of these girls were 11, you know, younger, oh, 11, wow. 12, 13, you know, I, I one day I would sit in the circle and I'd be like, oh, I went to school with you, went to school with you, went to school with you, you know, girls from my grade. And it's like, we were all the girls, we're probably all the girls that were the ADHD girls and the girls that came from trauma and had horrible homes. And we were just written off by the system as, you know, little totally. shits. And it's yeah. like, well, actually, some of us are getting abused sexually, physically, you know, emotionally, you know, neglected, like, Christ. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Just, anyway, <laughs> yeah. They took us to just, the birth yeah. center, taught us what our but, options were. Wow. Taught us we could have a natural birth, vaginal C-section, taught us what all of our painkillers were. Yeah, so this they is knew so their like, like, I know. Because, like, how long ago was that? Um, so I'm, so Howard's Riley. So that was 12 years ago, but I mean, like, I I know women, I've met women that have come to circles and been like, I went there like 10 years before you did. And I just, no, so what happened was the government typically pulled the funding and then the only way they could survive was if they merged with a government organization and they just came in and took over. I remember the last, one of the last, and then it'd be totally different with the government involved. Because they never reported you. They, they, their role was like, we need to help you manage yeah. this. We need to let yeah. you know, hey, babe, what you're doing is actually dangerous and child safe. They would tell us like the call centers that you'd call for help, they'd go, this one is flagged and we'll report you straight to docs. They don't mm-hmm. tell you that, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, so, and they would help people with managing docs. They taught us what, when once we'd had the babies, we would then meet again once a fortnight, free feed, food, getting picked up. Um, they'd always have play workers so the babies could play out the back. And then we did circles on nonviolent communication, on the f- history of feminism and what women have gone through. So we actually oh my God. knew. You Incredible. Know, how, so, you know, you get this backstory as like, this is the system. This is yeah. where we've come from. This is where we're at. This is where we need to go. Um, you know, they would have sexual health workers come so we could find out what our options were with contraceptive, if that's what we wanted. We'd have massages we'd have black and white family photos we would have henna days they taught us what self-care oh my god dude it was and it's like yeah it's the basis for like what I do like I just had the girls here the young women here last Friday and we made massage oils and they got all their little chakra oils and they got to smell their essential oils and choose their carrier oils and put their crystals in and I was like this is the stuff we were shown what to do you know and you know it's beautiful we all know Jane um Hardwick Collins. Yeah, yeah, I always yeah. say it wrong. Collins or Collins. I do too. Collins. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Collins. So, um, it was actually, yeah, it was a couple of years after um, going to the Young Parents Program that I was, I signed up to do Eight Seasons Journey. And oh, that's they right. I do, you did yeah, it too. Yes. I started it. I never completed it because I didn't have the support and my baby was breastfed. And yeah. Yeah. It was just too much. I'm very, like, it was just too much of an overwhelming situation. And when I sat in those circles, I just felt like my ancestors were like, if you just sat with us and listened, we would show you. You yeah, don't need to, sure. you know what I mean? Because there's a yeah. lot of different cultures you know, coming together in that. So, yeah, anyway. Totally. Um, and it's yeah. deep in there oh, as yeah. well. Like especially if you're like, younger, like far out. Mm. So, yeah, anyway, one of the social workers from YPP was actually in that course with me and was pregnant at the time. So it was beautiful to, wow. I feel like more, I used to go for the, like I would get along more with the social workers. I wasn't really interested yeah. in hanging around with the girls because a lot of them were still in their shit and they were still like, what yeah. do you want to party? And I was like, I've never wanted to party. I'm a fucking, 
you know, a nerd. Like, but people don't know that because I've always had this hard girl persona. Like, yeah, people think I'm an extrovert, and I'm like, that's just the tough girl act to protect myself. Yes. I'm really like an introvert. Like, I'm a nana, bro. Like, let me. Be. And people used to say to me, you know, like ten days postpartum, I had a postpartum hemorrhage, and it's like it happened on my 18th birthday. And like my partner's family at the time were like, you know, go to this fancy restaurant. He's booked this for you. Here's like a fancy present. And I was like, I just want to be with my baby who was in intensive care mm. at the time, you know. And I'm like, oh. I don't care for dressing up and doing fancy things. Like, sure, once in a blue moon, fuck yeah. But like, you know, my priorities have never been going out. And, you know, people always like, go and be young while you can. And I'm like, mate, I'm going to always be young. <laughs> Forever young. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, I um had my baby and he was born with undiagnosed gastroschisis and that's like um, all his organs on the outside of his body pretty much stomach bowel oh, liver wow. yeah and so the, um I just remember I was in the um leaning over a beanbag in the running start position and I birthed him and he cried straight away so I was like okay he's all good and then they wouldn't pass him to me and I was like no pass him to me because I'd you know I had my birth plan um you know, we we're going to do delayed cord clamping, skin to skin, breastfeeding, wow. you know, no, no lo- vaccinations, I, nothing. I love yeah. that you were just already on that path. Like your whole, everything just makes so much sense to what you do now. Like yeah. just even that small snippet of your story. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I've just been, cause I feel like growing up, I just used to look around and be like, we're doing this so wrong. Can no one mm. see it? So I just think it's like the older obviously what, yeah, lived the wise woman before. within yeah. yeah 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 and feel like I've always had you know the ancestors talking mm. away so um Fully. yeah um yeah so I was like passing to me and they were like no we can't and it was my mother-in-law who was the second midwife so she cut she's like I have to cut the cord and I was like no we're not doing that she's like I have to emergency buzzer was hit she covered him and then she just said, because so, I didn't know what's happening, she's like, you're going to have to, like, she's like, just looking in between your legs. She's like, touch him because it's the only touch you're going to get. So I just remember cradling his head and holding his bum and then she took him and everyone just burst in the room, lights on. He was put on, like, the, um, I can't even remember what it's called. Resuscitator. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, and they looked him over and that's when I, you know, someone threw a blanket on me and said, get up, it's the only chance you're going to get. You know, I've got the cord hanging between my legs, oh, flicking babe. blood everywhere. And I see my baby and I see, you know, his like his organs on the outside of his body. Um, so no one explained that to you prior to you just witnessing that, that you see no one said it was undiagnosed. But I mean, when he was no, born. It was, no, because it was like such an emergency. They just like yeah. the second they hit the buzzer, everyone comes running from everywhere yeah. in the hospital. Um, yeah. And, you know, it just, you know, it was like two seconds. So yeah, I'm right. standing yeah, there yeah, and looking yeah. down and, you know, no one's because no one had ever seen it in the hospital for. They went and got their books and um yeah and apparently it's common in young women and they're like you know immediately where my brain works is what have we been exposed to Mm. why you know what yeah so um anyway yeah they just looked at him and they were like well he's gonna have to go to intensive care so they took him and I remember my partner at the time was like what do you want me to do and I was like go with him like don't fucking leave your side and then I got in the half-filled bath, which was cold by then, and just start. Oh, at first I birthed my placenta, which came out, like, straight away, and then I got in the um, half-filled bath and washed myself, and then I just started shaking and got in the shower, and I just remember the midwife, you know, just helping me get dressed. And, yeah, and you know what? The next morning was the day that my grandfather was buried. He died a week before, exactly a week before. Like, it was just really – I felt like as he deteriorated, my son grew, and it was, it was like a trade. Fully. so yeah but um it I, was so, in, I so yeah. get that yeah 
but um yeah so so what was that what was your actual birth like the birth was like uh three days of like pre-labor on and off and my my mother-in-law was like this is weird and I was like yeah this is not how it's supposed to be going um and then uh I went on Valentine's morning I went for a physio pool physio appointment and felt I could feel that I'd started something and I was in the water and she watched me. There was only another woman with me who wasn't pregnant. And she looked at me and she goes, are you having contractions? And I was like, maybe. And she was like, if you have a baby in my pool. She's like, I've fought so hard to get a pool in this hospital. Like, they'll take it away from me. And I was like, no, I'm not that bad. Like, anyway, I remember having my, a, bit of a, a bit of a bloody show. And so I went upstairs and I, they checked me at birth center. And they, you know, my mother-in-law, here's my mother-in-law with my pad. She's like, and I'm like, what is this? What is this? What is wrong with you people? And she said to me, she's like, you know, well, how's your cervix feel? And I was like, my what? And she's like, your cervix. And I was like, how would I feel it? And she's like, put your hands inside of you. And I was like, there's something wrong with you. Like, you're a predator. Like, and she was like, get out of this hospital, go home, and don't come back till you felt your cervix. And you know what? I feel my cervix nearly every shower now. Yeah. <laughs> I want to yeah. know where she's at, what's happening. So does Lucy. I do I too. I love that. Good <laughs> on you. I need to, yeah, body literacy. But, yes. um, yeah, so um, I went home and just like they gradually increased and then in the afternoon my sister called me to talk about the baby shower that was happening on the weekend and she was like, are you having contractions? I was like, yep. I had dinner, went to sleep uh, for a little while, woke up, and then they were really intense. And my mother-in-law came over and, you know, she was just like, oh, I just remember it being so hot. It was in summer. And she was just like, I actually think we should go. She's like, I can check you here. And I was like, no way. Like, you cannot see this landing strip. Like, that's for your son only. (laughs) (laughs) um, (laughs) Landing strip. Oh, my God, the old landing strip. (laughs) Fully. Shit. But, um, yeah, so went in and, like, we had construction work the whole way from our house to the hospital, which is, like, a two-minute drive, but it ended up being, like, 15. And, you know, I get out of it. I don't even have a bag packed. I'm in, like, a tiny little white dress, no undies on, no shoes, and I'm, like, get out of this, you know, car, like, contracting. Actually, I remember when I got to the bottom of the three flights of stairs, my mother-in-law was like, Tessie, look at the moon. It's the last time you're going to see it just before baby comes. And I was like, I don't give a fuck about the moon, lady. <laughs> I love that though. Yeah, she's such a midwife, so beautiful. But um, yeah, so got in there and I just walked straight past the desk, didn't even check in. I walked straight to the room. I heard the bath filling in. <laughs> I was like, I'm not dealing with anyone. But um, yeah, and then it was, I think I was in labor for a little while. They checked me and they're like, oh, you're only three centimeters. You need to, um, you know, you'll, you should really go home. And I was like, there's no chance I'm getting back in the car. And they were like, well, we'll give you two Panadol and a sleeping tablet and you can lay well, down and hopefully, I know, right? I know the story. That old concoction. <laughs> yeah. So um, mm. we all lay down and um, I threw up on myself because my midwife left to do her notes so she wasn't going to waste all of her hours. And um, I threw up on myself and they changed me and then they put another blanket over me. Thankfully, it was like just on the blanket. And then we all laid down again and I groaned. And my mother-in-law jumped up and she was like, no, Tessie, you can't. And I was like, I can't help it. And she checked me with the torch and there was a head. So I went from three centimetres to oh, baby yeah. in like 45 minutes. Like, And this is the whoa. thing that women need to know, like that with a vaginal exam, it means fuck all. Yeah. Like you can you can be walking around not actually in labor at like six centimeters dilated 
exactly. like women who've had babies before you can be like quite dilated but not be anywhere close to having a baby or you can be like yeah three centimeter like and they say only three centimeters such a head yeah. fuck as well it is and then the imagine if i have yeah. a baby and you knew that in your body yeah. you were like i'm not going anywhere <laughs> Yeah, and my but body just, also knew. My body knew that I needed to birth my baby now, or he would probably die. You know, yeah. like in our bodies, and, so, and that you needed yeah. to be in the hospital. Yes. Yeah, and with my second, it was very like psychological. Like I would not go into labor. I actually had by then I'd done my doula training, so I knew how things worked. But the stress of people messaging for days, where is the baby? And mm. like me, like. You know, As if you have an oracle, was. like you have a crystal oh ball, God. let me tell you, it's coming. <laughs> like, why isn't she here yet? And it's oh like, my it's God. so psychological. And um, yeah, so I wouldn't go into labor until I went into the hospital with her and I had a stretch and, st- stretch and sweep, but um, mm. you yeah. know, and then it was more, it was more, I think it was less the stretch and sweep and more like I'm here now and they're letting me stay and I'm going to stay until I have baby and literally eight hours and bam, she was a water birth. But um. It was the same midwife from Riley's birth and five years later in the oh. same room. So amazing how it works. So do, you th- do you think that your doula training was, like, inspired by your, like, first pregnancy and your experience? Definitely. Just Definitely. Yeah, because you just, you know, especially being young, especially being brown mm-hmm. and then having a baby in intensive care, you just learn the systems, dealing yeah. with Centrelink, dealing with housing because we got a housing house. I left housing because I was like, they treated me like scum, you know? Mm. And if you needed repairs, the guy would just come over and repair it and fuck, you know, like I was gifted things from a charity that were new, like a nice couch. And he painted the roof and just covered it in paint. And, you know, like they just treat you like you're subhuman. And I was like, you can get fucked. I'll find a way to afford private rent. I don't care what I have to do. I will do it, you know? So did you know what a doula was? Like, because, I had like not only I, I think I learned more about that after I had him yeah, because I was like yeah. I'm really interested in birth and that's when it was like you know people were starting to talk about doulas um yeah. so yeah I had him and then I think maybe a year or two later I signed up to do my doula training and that same woman that I went through the eight seasons journey with or started with yeah she was the one who said because I was like, oh, I think I want to do midwifery, but also maybe doula. And she's like, oh, I went through the Australian Doula College. And um, I so that's when I learned about that there was doula colleges. Because, wait, did you do, did you start midwifery? I got into midwifery and I went to the open day and I was sitting with my friend. I don't know if you know Dana, but she is a midwife. Well, she was. Um, oh, she's I like, I remember. Yeah, anyway, I'll show you later. But, um, she yeah we were sitting there and someone said you know like they were telling us oh these are the requirements you've got to like work away from your family in the country you've got to work unpaid you've got to pay your own way your own hotel all this stuff and I was like what about the women that have no one and that have children and she's like I understand but if we're lenient for some of you we have to be lenient for all of you and I just in my brain I was like this course is about being with women and you we haven't even started it yet and you've said I can't be with you I can't support you because of the way the system's set up and I was like yeah. fuck yours and they fuck don't yours. support <laughs> they don't support like mothers who are like if you're a midwife and you're a mother this is what I, my own experience where I was the same like flabbergasted I was like wait what like we're in an industry of supporting women and mothers and like holding the woman in inverted commas yeah. 
but I myself as a woman and mother am not being held. Yeah, exactly. Like, I had to, to run myself into the ground to. Yeah. I had to pretend mm. that I wasn't a mother at work, kind of thing. Yeah, that I and wasn't then, breastfeeding. Yeah, exactly. And then the system wants you to do things from a non-woman centered yeah. point of view, and it's like yes. <laughs> from a patriarchal linear A to B. You know, yeah. note taking, constantly checking. Like it's just like no, 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 no. Get out of this yes. space. This space is not Ew. for you. You don't have any kind of it's any kind so of understanding. Bizarre. It's yeah. super bizarre. Mm. So I just I couldn't. I was like not. And at the time, I got um into a TV show, so I went and did that instead. Oh my god, what TV what show? TV show? <laughs> um, it was a documentary because I'd done my agricultural training, and there's a part of me that's so connected to country. I just always wanted to escape, yeah. right? So. It was about learning to be a Jillaroo, which is sort of what I'd already learned to do, and then potentially oh, yes. being offered a job at the end of it. It was through the ABC. So it was called Jillaroo <gasps> School. Um, I want to watch it. Women. Yeah, it's, oh, mate, every second, honestly, they just keep beeping me because it's all swear words. <laughs> Can you know I'm young? What's like, it called again? <laughs> Jillaroo School. I don't think Jillaroo it's available School. anymore. I don't know, oh, but it, it was a great experience. Maybe. Wow, but, um, that's epic. That's so It was so cool. much fun. Yeah, but, you know, like I learned with that, like that was a great experience because I learned like, you know, here I was thinking, you know, working on the land's great and it really dawned on me. It's just like actually you're just a shit kicker and you're just there to be told what to do by the station owner that usually hates life and hates society and just is out there because of that and, you know, yeah. all of these things. Um, so, yeah, and I, I remember when I did that show like, I remember one day the station owner was just like, well, I wouldn't offer her a job because she's a mum and what happens if something happens to her on the field? Like I'd have to, you know, I would feel bad about that. And it's like, what? you're the kind of person that would put me down for being on Centrelink and then at the same time say, I'm not going to give you a job. You know, like judge me for all these different things but yeah, also be so unsupportive. Yeah. yeah. And it was just it was just so fake. Like I love media now, like what you can do with a camera and audio and Fully. all that stuff. So incredible. But I've seen that, like, what I learned was that reality TV shows don't exist. There's no such thing. Like, we spent a month filming nearly, like, you know, a fucking 12-plus hours a day and they cut it down to, like, I don't know, six 30-minute episodes or something. So you're seeing things that happened here. You know, it's cut and pasted mm-hmm. and they're trying to cause drama and all of this stuff. And wow. it was just, yeah. So but was it, was it so all fun. about agriculture, like, being we like, literally, working on the land? They moved me and Riley to South Australia for a month and I had a full-time nanny and what, because all the other girls had to live together in these, you know, old, shitty, creepy, haunted quarters. And I was like, they were like, what can we do? Okay, do you want to know the story of how I got there? Yes, yes. <laughs> so I feel like this is like so intense. But um, the morning that I found out I was being cheated on was the morning to get for my interview Wait, for the Wait, had TV you show. had Riley? You'd had Riley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So things... We had broken up and eventually separated because we had domestic violence. And, um, you know, yeah. I look at that now and I'm like, we're just, we were just kids. Like, fuck, we had no yeah, idea what we were doing. It's reactive abuse. That's a whole nother podcast series. Totally, like, totally. You know? Um, totally. Yeah. And so moved away and um, I applied for midwifery and then um, I applied for the TV show. And I got interviews for both and they were on the same day and the night before I found out I was being cheated on. So I was just a mess. I rocked up to these interviews like hysterical and they're filming me to like asking me questions like, why do you want to be on the show? And I'm like, like this just So happened. you'd applied for it. Yeah. 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 You just it's just like you just submit like you answer some questions online and it's like, you know, but I'm how brutally did, how honest. did you hear about it? My mum just sent it to me one day. I think it was just like a link in the in the mail or like yeah, online. Yeah. 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 
And then like they just, we went to like, I think they call it casting interviews, but I don't know if you call it that, like if it's reality. But, um, you know, so I went to this like fancy um, hotel in the city and like they were just interviewing us. So asking us questions. And um, yeah, I think my brutal honesty got me in there because it's like, well, yeah, I'll tell you anything. You would have been entertaining. <laughs> yeah, like hysterical like, like but was it all younger girls like no it was women all all different ages so there was a journalist yeah. in there there was another aboriginal woman from up north um there was like a, a couple of horsey girls that liked working with horses and on the land and um a scientist um yeah so but it was really like you know one of the girls said one day when we were filming like she said this joke and I was like that felt really authentic like inauthentic and I went home and someone had made a comment and I googled it and she had she had googled the dude the property owner's like quotes online and she just like repeated oh. <laughs> one to try and like how tragic that's I know, so sad like, I just can't fucking do this you know so, but what um, was the the point of the show like was it just like get, get a job on a property in the end to get a and job like, okay yeah, okay yeah, sorry yeah still a wild experience like and I yeah. guess it it, it, it like, was amazing in that time where you were separating from your partner, it like gave you kind of an out in a way. Yeah. And show me like that I can go exploring and I can meet amazing yeah. people and there are opportunities and, um, and also that you will face people that like um, will put you down or judge you. Yeah. 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 And I had totally. to be really, I remember one of the, one of the women had a crack at me one day and said something about parenting and this woman had never had children and never struggled in her life. You know, I'm sure she has in some way, nothing like my experience. Yeah. And I just remember like, cause I'm pretty calm. Like I've, I've dealt with the inner demons, you know, yes. and I just looked at her and I was just like, you know, when you just feel like your furs go up and I just talked to her at her through gritted teeth and just like set her straight. And she, we became friends after that. She's like, I, it was in that moment I realized you could kill me. <laughs> but I, I was like, yeah, like people were just, it's so easy to add shit to people's pile of stuff they're already trying to deal with. And it's like, yeah. you've got no idea. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so you came anyway. back from this experience and then you went, then did, is that when you first heard of like doula training or was that already I, on your radar? I think I did my doula training. Yeah. Maybe just after that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And um, that was like the second time I'd really sat in circle with women. That was 20 weeks and I had an incredible yeah. trainer and, yeah. you know, you get to just, you know, that doula training as much as I really don't, promote it to people it really had some powerful shit in it like yeah. I have my own experiences I like I just that. yeah no so I'm fully for I don't know I feel like I come to an age and a place in my life where I'm like don't ever not do something because someone told you about their shit experience including yeah. me people like just because you had a shit experience like you know go with your own gut instincts because it might yeah. be you know you guys might have whatever you need to change things you know what I mean like yeah so um, sometimes that's just an inst like that's like someone's first step like stepping stone too and just that little bit of inspiration of where they're at on their journey anyway like yeah sometimes you, know? you need to have a bad experience with people right Fully, like, yes yeah. Yeah. yeah um so yeah it was 20 weeks it was amazing um I felt like the course really I haven't looked at other doula courses but this one was less about everything else and more about let's look at your shit what have yeah. you got that you aren't facing that you need to deal with so that you don't bring it into a birth room and project it onto a woman who's in her most vulnerable state? So 
in that regard, fantastic. Like, our, yeah. you know, our, our trainer was fantastic. She's a woman who's had eight kids, you know, breastfed for like longer than I've been alive. Like, <laughs> you know, just like just such a powerhouse woman and also face backlash from being a mum with, you know, a couple of different baby daddies. Like, yeah, you know, shit happens. Do you want the world to continue or not? Like, <laughs> Fully. yes, yes. So, yeah. <laughs> Um, and you know, that's another really beautiful thing that I feel like I've come to realize is that we can really put women down that are in these really shitty situations. And it's like, what if her journey was just so that our souls could come here and look at the backlash and the hate that she's copped, even though she's done the best she could with what she had. Like you did a post about that, didn't you? I feel like you did a post about that. And I remember reading it and going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I did my doula training and, um, yeah, I couldn't support women at the time because I was a single mom and I just didn't have family support or anyone that could watch my son if I was on call and, um, went and did placenta encapsulation. So I started that business for a little while, which was amazing. And at that point I got pregnant with my second, um, yeah. And that's, that was like a really, that was really hard. That was not like, really wasn't honoring myself. It was still a very healing relationship, but I still wasn't honoring myself. So it took a little while for me to actually be like, no, I actually am putting a lampshade on and I'm, I'm not, yeah, living my truth and living up to my full potential. And so it's not working, but, um, yeah. yeah. And during that, I also learned about Yoni steaming. Yeah. So where did did you, who did you learn that off? Like, where did that come in? I studied from, so I, you know, like when you're scrolling at night, late night, breastfeeding your baby and you find like a good video. And I watched like an hour long video by Kelly Garza who runs steamy chick in America. Oh Um, yes. I know that chick. chick. Yeah. Yeah, so I just did like, you know, and this is when she was just starting the course. So now there's like a hundred different things you can do, but it was just the real basics back then, which mm. I, you know, I really appreciate. Um, so, yeah, and I just started learning about it and I was hoping to support my mum through her changes, but, you know, our relationship broke down then and then that was kind of the end of that. So I learned about it for me and it helped with my vaginal dryness from hormonal changes from breastfeeding and then I shared it with a friend who had endo and she felt relief mm. and then, you know, it just goes from there. Um, so, yeah, that was probably in 2018 um, and it's just been growing. And so then I did my womb and fertility massage training and that was like, again. <sighs> what was yeah. that like? Because I've always that was wanted to really ask good. you that because yeah. I watched your journey through that and I was like, I don't know, so, womb massage is something really special about that. Oh, it was, it was incredible. Again, I love my trainer, Jackie. Both of my trainers for doula work and womb massage have been called Jackie, which is crazy. <laughs> um, yeah. So that was amazing. I actually got to do it three times because my, um, my trainer invited me back to show Yoni Herbs and talk about them. So I actually got to do the course again, which is so good to receive those massages. But yeah, that really just cracks you open. Hey, womb work. Yes. You can't really, if you're willing to, you can go as deep as you want. And I think we were talking before we started recording, but you know, I'd always had fantastic periods except for when I had a copper IUD briefly before I pulled it out. But, um, they like, I was still shedding so much after all those room massages in that week. Like I was like, I didn't even realize there was some stagnant stuff in there. Yeah. It's really, room massage is like so like underestimated. It's like when I got mine done like a couple of months ago, even just her placing her hand on my, I just burst out crying. It was just really, it's so deep. And like, also I really didn't realize how much I 
was yearning to be touched there. Yeah. Yeah. And like well, it's just such in a that feminine, way. beautiful, like, you mm. know, in this day and age, we're really pushed to be masculine in our, you know, and it's look at that beautiful baby. Oh, oh my she's God. So, Primrose has just crawled up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gorgeous. Making me clucky. But I've like, I feel like I've entered auntie stage in my life and it's fucking fantastic. Yeah, look. <laughs> you give I mean, them back. She's, she's cute, but. <laughs> yeah. No offense, Lucy. Lucy's pregnant with her fourth, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, oh my god, four! Yeah, amazing, yeah. wild. Beautiful, but I'm, yeah. really, um, I actually don't know like a heap about yoni steaming. I mean, I, mm-hmm. a little bit, but it's something that I really want to use, um, yeah. in my postpartum mm-hmm. because after I had my third baby, I had, I've had some really like, I've always had normal, regular periods, and I've always been like really lucky in that regard but after my third baby I had so much stagnancy and mm. so, and very weird cycles and I've also got like a lot of pelvic floor stuff that I really need yeah. to address and I would love to use I'm going to use like um yoni eggs and um yeah yoni steaming to sort of like have some tools to support my whole like yeah beautiful the healing you know, womb space and all those muscles there um, so I was excited to speak with you today because it's something that, yeah, I'm like prepping for and it's been on my mind for so long. Um, would you like to just describe and kind of unpack, I guess, what like yoni steaming is for those tuning in who have no idea <laughs> Yeah, beautiful. and how it can support our bodies? Yeah. So it is uh, an ancient practice that has been used cross-culturally. So it means all different tribes have found evidence that they've used it. Um, And it looks different everywhere. Some tribes use smoke, some tribes use water, et cetera. Um, Really important to go home and ask your aunties and um, grandmothers if they've ever heard of it. But what it is essentially, yeah, really important, um, is preparing certain herbs in water and bringing that water to the boil so that the herbs can infuse and then medical medicinal properties can become infused in the water and then into the steam and then you squat above the steam and allow that steam to waft up and around your perineum your anus your vulva into your vagina through your vagina um, and up into your cervix into your room space Mm -hmm. so and then allowing that steam to those medicinal properties essentially be uh, absorbed straight into the bloodstream and taken where they're needed. And also that mm-hmm. steam, like so, it, it's encouraging circulation. The warmth is encouraging circulation. Yeah. So it's supporting, you know, our cycle to, you know, draw everything that needs to come out, so to, to come down and out. I'm messing my words mm-hmm. up. <laughs> no, that so, makes complete sense. And I love how yeah. gentle and like it just feels so gentle like you're not mm. I, like like I would trust that the medici- medicinal my god now I can't speak um mm. aspects of the herbs yeah would just be drawn to where they're meant to go it's not like pushing anything into your body it's just gently receiving mm. that and also carving out that time to be intentional and sit with your womb space because I, I think that's I mean, one of the biggest parts yeah yeah is carving that time out like, it can be quite big too though that because like I've I actually learned like I remember getting my yoni eggs and then I found you on Instagram is a couple of years ago and that's how I learned about yoni steaming and yoni herbs and I've bought I've still got a couple of herbs left actually I'm going to give some to you Lucy but I've bought <laughs> like heaps of shit off you from your shop because I just froth and I love what you <laughs> 
Thank every you, time babe. you sell. I think I just made one massive order one day. I was like, yeah, it was insane. <laughs> and I'll get that glass teapot yeah. as well. And <laughs> so I just, I'll probably What's do another order soon. That week, sis? Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't. Um, but yeah, so I. And then I bought I bought the little stool off you, which mm. was like a lifesaver, by the way. I gave birth to my placenta on that stool. Oh, beautiful. Oh. But, you know, even just the whole preparing, like because I actually liked how you gave me the tea bags without putting the herbs in it and I'm able to do it because it's yes. like a really intentional sort of way to I do it. I love that. Yes. Yeah. And like every the first couple of times that I sat on the stool, um, it was actually quite deep. Because mm. I don't know, I felt like really awkward and then I felt really like, I don't know, it really does bring you into your body and I think because mm. it is like that womb work and then you sort of, especially if you're carving out that time and it's like quiet and it's like a meditation, I did go quite deep with it and I was like. Because oh, we gosh. are quite disembodied from our womb spaces and our vaginas and our vulvas. Yeah. Like yeah. Even myself who I, I'm a past midwife and. I'm mm. always been, you know, I know so much about my body and like I'm up in there and I'm like having like, you know, I'm exploring, I'm going on vagina adventures. I'm like, you know, yep. but, yes. but, but even <laughs> <laughs> but there's definitely a part of me that is a bit disembodied, like and like even like having this conversation and you describing like your experience, Christy, I'm like, yeah, I totally will and would be the same. Like there's maybe it's going a bit deeper. Mm. And it's like going right into your womb, and like we yeah. carry so much. There's something about herbs trauma. too. Yeah, like herbs. It's so feminine. There's something that like is just I don't know. I, I and don't receiving. Know about all I think. I think yeah. also just like sitting there without pants on, and mm-hmm. like being so vulnerable. I guess, and like, and receiving something, being like I'm mm-hmm. here to receive, and I'm open yeah. to receiving, and softening into that is so big so powerful I really just yeah I feel like being present with yourself is like the biggest aspect right as as well as the yeah the warmth and the the, like utilizing the herbs but working with the herbs as well like that's a whole nother layer to it you know like you can go as deep as you want with this but like you know actually looking at this plant and realizing like you're as old as like time itself nearly like and Mm. you know like you're essentially an ancestor and like please can you share your medicine with me and then yeah you know being grateful for that yeah like so really something about herbs Mm. isn't there like I don't know if it's Mm. like a lot like most women but like I know because you know I don't know heaps about herbs but I'm so like like I just feel so mm. magnetized towards them like I love mm. just having herbs the medicine I love just having yeah, yeah. Just, you know playing around with them and just doing my own little potions there's something about it that just feels yeah. so like I don't know it does feel ancient actually yeah no it's so good and you're using the elements as well you're working with the elements like you know, thank you to water, like my, one of my oldest living relatives, like, thank you to the fire, you know, creating the steam, like all of it, the earth from the plants, the, the air, like, yeah, Mm. just, yeah. So powerful. And Um, then even making tea with it as well. Cause do you have tea? Drinking it. Yeah, I do teas, but also yeah. yoni herbs. Like you can just, t- I always tell people yeah. take a, a cup full and drink it while you're doing it. But yeah, oh, so wow. you can use it. You know, it's been used for postpartum healing and Kelly oh, Garza that's what has I did too. Yeah. Yeah, managed to fund um, uh, the fourth, 
what is it, the fourth trimester vaginal steam study to show, you know, women that steamed, you know, they had less infections, they healed sooner, um, things like that, less discomfort, um, more bonding, you know, from the fact that you actually are being nourished yourself as a mother, like, mm. you know, and then that obviously rolls on, treat the mum, treat the baby. Um, so, yeah, so postpartum steaming, clearing anything out to prevent infections, um, yeah, to prepare your womb space, say if you've been on contraceptive for a long time and you want to conceive, you, sexual trauma, um, if you yeah. want to connect back in your body like we were just talking, it can be, you know, and I've had maybe one or two clients that have been like, you know what, sis, I tried it and it was too much because all my shit came up. And I was like, that's fair. And that's also why it's nice if you do need it to work with uh, a facilitator, which is what I yeah. do. Women come here and, you know, because that way, you can be held while you process your shit and you don't have to do it alone. Like we can do it alone, but you know, I think we're sick of doing it alone. And I think the time now is to say, you know what, I just need you to hold me in this and then I'm going to be okay. And then we'll go again, you know, like go our separate ways. It's not. Do you do, cause yeah. do you do Yoni steaming circles? I have started them. Yes. Yeah. So I've got one coming up. Such a cool fucking idea. Yeah. Just sitting there it. and having a circle while sitting on herbs like yeah duh like so good yeah like what a, yeah I love it like yeah <laughs> um yeah just sharing the knowledge and then people get to try it and get to do a guided visualization so yeah um so also yeah again like hormonal changes like menopause perimenopause if you're um, breastfeeding you know we can be much more tender we can be less lubricated so if you're using herbs that are moisturizing like peppermint you know, you get a lot of nourishment like that. Um, yeah. yeah, things like that. What else is there? Dis- uh, disinfecting. I've got a disinfecting blend for people that have reoccurring infections. Oh, yeah, because what's your, like you've got a bit of a protocol to go through at the start where it's like a bit of a questionnaire. And yeah, then you make- just to see, yeah, just to check how, you know, what what's happening in your cycle and what might be coming up. And, um, you know, one of the most powerful questions is what happened, what was happening in your life when this began? You know, that's like one of the most powerful things to ask yourself. But yeah, so we have the cleansing herbs, we have disinfecting, we have cooling, we have gentle. Gentles, you know, that's probably one of the biggest reasons we screen women is because if you're bleeding already too much, we don't want to encourage some, you know, the bleeding. And we, yeah. our gentle blend has herbs that support holding the blood in and strengthening the womb so she can do that but you know the biggest thing with that is like are you doing too much in this patriarchal society <laughs> mm, are you just working yeah. yourself into the ground and your womb is exhausted and she can't actually hold your blood once you know for the whole month yes. um, wow. you know because uterine fatigue is not a medical term and it's something that we use with vaginal steaming and it's like mm. your uterus is tired sis like she's telling you yeah you know? like what do they say your period's your fifth vital sign these days and it's yeah, yeah. it is body literacy so like, true yeah it's time and, to start with, talking with endometriosis mm. like have you had a lot of women that have come to you like for that I actually haven't had a lot of women come to me for that yet. And I feel like it's because I have resistance because I, mm. I have struggled with like, if I haven't embodied it, how much can I hold space for it? And it's like, yeah. I actually feel like in a sense, I hold myself back too much there because it's like, if you've got this knowledge, at least share it. So I have had women report back that excruciating period pain has stopped yeah. But I have been considering, like, do I just open up the floor for people to do a trial to, 
you know, I would love to in the future, like I've written like the groundwork for it and it's like, you know, come and have, you know, this many sessions and we'll incorporate this, this and this and then report back to me. Mm. So that's something it is, to seems do. to be like I'm, I, I haven't experienced it myself either, but I'm coming across so many, it's oh, becoming it's extremely huge. common. Yeah, it's like, it is. What is like, I mean, we all have our like opinions or whatever on mm. what we, because I mean, we hold, everything in our womb yeah. like our traumas our wisdom our everything like our emotions I think it's and the it's, yeah sorry no tell, no no tell me tell me I want to know I, was just, I just think it's like the disconnection from mother earth right and then it's reflected in our totally. own bodies yeah fully fully like, and it's really hard mm. to explain that to people though that mm-hmm. don't that are still like disconnected from mother earth because I mean I try to I try to like not teach it but I tried to like you know talk about it to these women and like you know my sister goes is going through the same thing like there's so much reproductive health happening but as soon mm. as I come in with that it's like oh woo woo like yeah nah. and I'm like what do you mean like, yeah it's it's yeah. like how do we educate um and bring it to their awareness so they can like digest yeah. it like yeah definitely yep it's the biggest thing hey like you know Mm. one of my friends we hung out um christmas uh christmas night this year and we did we were both just like you know we both thought you just said chris i thought you just said i just hung out with chris smith no don't worry you said No, yeah. on Christmas, um, Christy. <laughs> yeah, Christmas. We, you know, we'd both like been spending the day with family, and we're both kind of pretty alternative. And we just looked at each other and we were like, "We're fucking wrecked." And I was like, "Let's do a yoni steam." So we just sat down and steamed our creatures together. It was so nice. But you know, like when her mum dropped her off because um, she was traveling at the time, you know, she came in, and I'm always just like me, and it's like you know, titties out, like wearing like jocks and like maybe a shirt, like, and it's like so <laughs> shocking to her, you know. And it's like we're just so comfortable in ourselves, and we have this close girlfriend stuff, which I don't think other people have really ever had that are in that older mm. generation. Um, and she's like, what are you guys up to? And I'm like, we're going to steam our vaginas. And, you know, she's just like, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? And it's like, dude, like. You're honestly, missing out. Yeah. Like, like but it's also. We could be like, at home oh. eating crap and watching TV, but we're yeah. actually connecting. And, yeah. and it's old, yeah. it's old, like medicine. It's like, we actually, same with working with herbs and yeah. all of these things are actually so. Prior to colonization, we've just <laughs> yeah. forgotten. We've just prior forgotten, to babe. the attack on culture and the disconnection from the earth. And well, yeah. that's the thing. That's the thing, though. A lot of people like don't have culture. Mm. Like they don't know. I know for me personally, it's like been like a um, an ongoing journey of who, like where I'm from, like mm-hmm. what, yeah. what what my connection, and it's been like quite heartbreaking at times because it's like. <laughs> Hi, Primrose. <laughs> Even I feel that trying to bake got her in a, yeah, yeah. I've actually got her in a bit of a headlock here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she's so cute. Whoa. She, um, hello. she got the fire though. She ain't having it. Hey, she's got an Aries moon. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> there. Um. um Yeah, Yeah, I I feel like, you know, even for me, like, you know, I am an Aboriginal woman from my matriarchal line, but, you know, that doesn't mean that my family like identifying. That doesn't mean like it's been easy for me. That doesn't mean I know my language or my motherland, like, and I'm trying so hard. And, And in this industry, like, I mean, I say industry, but I'm like, just in this world in general, like, 
people will attack you for talking about certain things. You know, I'm sure I'll piss off some aunties. It'll be like, you haven't done X, Y, Z. And I'm like, that's really fair. But the things that I have done and what I have endured and the fact that I'm attempting to be respectful at the end of the day is all I fucking can do. Your intention. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm living it and, you know, I know when I've had a a shoe thrown at me from the ancestors for doing something inappropriately, (laughs) you know, like. um, Totally. Yeah. So all we can do is our best, you know, like, and just keep learning. Like it's like that though. Like I've like had, like tried to have conversations with, you know, my grandmothers and especially on like, you know, my mom's side where, you know, my mom's like, yeah, there's indigenous in our, in our family. And I'm like, I want to know, like, is this true? Or like, it would be so cool to just know, but nobody wants to talk about it. There's so much shame. And I'm like, you know what? I feel like it's in most families these days. Like it Fully, really it is. totally like, is. Yeah. And it's just like, nah, nah, it's just too much. Like it's yeah, it's sometimes too much. And like even just mm. doing this work that we're doing. Um it's just coming back to conversation though, again, and awareness yeah. and consciousness. And mm. that's what I, I really believe in being respectful and just doing the best we can. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. eating off paper plates if we need to, <laughs> yeah. you know, like yeah. softening, just softening. Yeah. If we need, yeah, and just having these conversations, and you know, because the more we have them, the more the awareness gets spread out there, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Um, and I feel so like do- as much as we can try and preserve culture, we're also in a phase of trying to create it, you know, totally. Oh, I and love it's that. like better to, well, it's better to be, you know, working on creating your own culture than fucking hanging out with everybody else who's doing mainstream stuff and, you know, killing themselves and, you know, yes. wondering why they're all feeling like trash. And they're it's just such a yeah. wild, yeah. it's such a wild time to really be to alive. To be alive. It's yeah. A real, a really big it's transitional time. It definitely. So interesting. So exciting. And I'm like, I feel like, yeah. Yeah. We're in um, the birth canal. Really? I'd love to segue um, before we mm-hmm. started recording. You you were touching upon your circles yes. that you were holding with young women. Yeah. And, yeah. Would you like to share a bit about what that looks like in that offering? Because I think that's so beautiful and so needed and also kind of full circle in a way of, I guess, the service that you benefited from when you were like a young mama, like mm. connecting back in with themselves. Yeah, full yeah. circle. Yeah, I'm really excited. And I feel like it's really important for me to like acknowledge how I got there and how I got there was like feeling like I have all these ideas all the time and writing them out and being excited and sharing them with people and people being like, yes, we really need that. And then watching other people around me create it and then thinking yes. I can't do it and not doing yes. it. Yes. Yeah. I can and I'm really like, relate to that. And I'm, you know, and then feeling like, oh, they copied me. Or, oh, I'm not good enough. And it's like, you know what? I'm 30 now and I'm sick of fucking around. And yeah. I feel like the universe is like, girl, you better create it. Like use your gift or lose it. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah. So, um, you know, I just started like I, I shared this and people were like, yeah, we really need it. And then I like chickened out or I got busy or I got sidetracked. And then I started to notice people around me were doing it. And I was like, okay, it's now or never. Let's go. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's like, you know, the, how many times the universe need to be like, girl, you, you, make that intention and we're going to meet you halfway, but you got to work too. Like, yes. So you know that you're supported. So anyway, that was where it began <laughs> like recently. And I finally stood up and did it. Did it just, come, like, did, did, did it just come to you? We haven't even got to it yet, but I just, did it so, just come to you? Like, I just knew that like our young girls, 
because I my children go to a community school, so it's you know less than a hundred kids. So you get to know them; they're by their names. Every kid, you get to know their family, and so I, I like got to know a lot of the kids. And it's like, oh, I can see some of them going off to mainstream high school where they've never been in a mainstream environment. You know, they've they've been in circles their whole life where they've voted for things and held meetings themselves and use nonviolent communication and stuff. So I was like, okay, they're stepping into mainstream and I feel like they need like a little bit more support on like their menstrual health and like let's start that conversation now because, you know, I feel like when you don't learn about your power, you still have it but you're wielding it for the wrong reasons, you know, because, yeah, we're so powerful. Like Totally. we're women my god like everybody or it just comes out in toxic like, ways exactly like, though like, yeah 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 like if you don't teach them like actually we don't talk about each other like that actually we don't bully each other like that actually like we're all going through shit you know like the recent circle we had I was like you know we were talking about people treating us like crap and I was like have you noticed a pattern there and they were starting to see that people that were having really half times at home harsh times at home were then coming and then bringing that back to the kids and and reenacting what they were experiencing and I'm like imagine I mean that's always been going on exactly but I'm like imagine if you role play like you know how to navigate those situations imagine if you stuck together you know, like the drunk girl, so friend, powerful. Like the drunk bathroom, drunk girl bathroom, you know, sort of, yeah. whole, you know, when you're all friendly, I'm like, you can yeah. have that all the time, girls, you know, there's no need to compete. Well, like, it's just that, like what we were saying before of like, how do we like hold people accountable, but also have that like, you know, open heart in understanding yeah. and learning and being compassionate of people's like situations without yeah. judgment. And then that's how you like understand somebody and like see their essence and like, Sometimes that's, you know, how they're acting is just, it's not them. It's like trauma and it's. Yeah. The bully um, becomes the bully, right? Yeah. Hurt people, hurt people. So, and, you know, just reminding them like, and you're also worthy of having boundaries. Like how do you feel when you do that? How do you feel, you know, keep checking in with how you're feeling? What is it that you want? So, um, yeah, like just it's been amazing to just sit in circle with the girls and like just hear from them and you know halfway through they'll get sick of like talking about technical stuff and they'll be like I need to go for a run and they'll go and jump on the trampoline and then they'll come back and I'm like yes go and jump on the trampoline go and be as little and playful as long as possible because how old are these girls you know, 11 12 oh, plus yeah yeah, yeah. So, that's so beautiful <laughs> yeah that's so yeah. beautiful that they have that introduction to like um that next stage of like their life as little women and yeah that insight and then yeah yeah, also I love how it's so integrated in with like still being so childlike and playful yeah and I think it's such a good time to kind of have those conversations because it's like it feels less I remember like myself like when I was younger around that age having conversations like that for me personally was less heavy or triggering or I was able to just receive the information so much Mm. more easily. And then I had Mm. a frame of reference later on when it came up and it did, it was relevant, like when I was 15 or whatever. And whereas if it had been brought up then when I was 15, I'd be like blocking that. Like I I love knowing that. That really helps me because I didn't have any of these conversations. So I'm like, I really am hoping that that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember the first circle, one of the first circles we had, um, you know, one of the girls was like, so I want five kids. And I was like, cool. And she's like, yeah, so I think I'll start at 15. And I was like, whoa. 
and then Backup I'm like sister. hold your horses there's a cervix <laughs> and then I go and get you know I wasn't planning on going into like we were talking about the womb and vulvas and vaginas but I wasn't planning on going and getting my birth props and getting you know my placenta and my uterus and my pelvis and I was like so this has to open to 10 centimeters and I was like yes. and then this happens and also you don't ever get to put the baby away like you've got to keep it forever so I'm like, I love that you want to be a mom. That's so beautiful. But, you know, yeah. So, you know, by Mm. the end of that, they were like, yeah, okay, maybe, maybe I'll wait till I'm 19. I'm like, great, great. And then later someone, one of them was like, I want to be a lawyer that goes after the baby daddies that don't pay money like you see on the internet. And I'm like, you know, in America. And then I was like, oh, that's great. You could study and then you could become a mom. She's like, no, no, no I have to experience it first. Oh, <laughs> I was God. like, fuck. Oh, my God. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> yeah. So it's just, it's just beautiful to be able to walk in their world because I think we forget yeah. that they have their own society going on that we don't, if totally. we don't keep those, they do, you know, like we, and you know what, yeah. they need cool aunties, like, they do. like Aunty Tess with the tats, <laughs> with the, like, just, just the, the, quirky, the quirky personality because they can relate to that more. Yeah. It's not like Miss Trunchable comes in and goes, no. hey, we're going to learn about sex ed. Exactly. It's not threatening. It's it's yeah, just it's me. conversational. Yeah. Yeah. And they can say whatever they want, you know, like they can get yeah. a bit rowdy and I'll pull them up, but um, they don't have to, you know, watch their mouths and stuff. But, um, oh, my God, who's calling me? He's calling me again. Anyway. Um, <laughs> we, we, let's, we can try, let's like, we can try and wrap it up now anyway. Yeah. So you can let's like, um, um, have a little wrap up. Is there anything else that you wanted to share in your work or your story before we end this amazing conversation that has been like I know, the best? I could actually just keep talking. That's why I'm like, Hello, I'm so we'll, sorry. We'll, there'll I'm be like, a part two. It's all good. Yeah. If we need to like actually just focus on what you wanted to cover, we can do it again. <laughs> no, this no, is it's it's all about perfect. It's all about the little like trails mm. that you head off the main track yes. and go on and come back. They're and, my yeah. favourite tracks. what do I want to cover I'm just excited because like my overall vision is like land and a community space where people can come together and you know really you know I feel like we need to be coming back together um much more yeah just like on that subject I see Mm. on your Instagram that you were in like a little community at one point like you were camping somewhere and I was in the teepees my friend down south um in New South Wales he managed to buy land during COVID he got a bunch of he set it up properly with trusts and you know a proper framework um and then got people to buy in and um now they're navigating learning how to you know work together and work on their shit and you know every now and then he has to be like remember this document that you signed where you said you would be dedicating to you would be dedicated to always trying to work this out so we can Mm. you know for the cause like remember why you're doing this um yes so yeah yeah Um, he's done it in a different way that I would do it I'd probably want to you know sort of understand who I'm getting involved with first but whatever you've got to figure it out right you gotta start somewhere and so yeah, if, so if people want to connect in with you, what's um, the best way? Is it your Instagram? Probably Instagram at the moment. I'm currently working yeah. on my website, which is hopefully going to be done Amazing. next week. Yeah. Exciting. So, uh, yeah. I've and had a huge just, break, but I'm ready to, you know, bring it all back. But we need to have them breaks as well, like like yeah. normalise having the fucking breaks, like instead of like yeah. that sense of urgency all the time and like, like I don't know. I just, this is one thing that Lucy and I are learning is like, you know, how we show up and 
just re- and really honoring ourselves because that's what we are all about like in a feminine way embodying it right embodying yeah. it not just talking like you need to do this it's like well Walk actually i need to exactly yes and that's why i had a big break because i realized i was like you're running to yourself into the ground and you've got actually got grieving to do and you've actually mm. got integration to do um yeah, that's so, so yeah absolutely so we'll pop, yeah. We'll pop, oh sorry yeah. No, I was just going to say, like, I've actually been in a bit of the underworld for the last week and mm. I'm like, oh, I've got to get out, I've got to get out. But I'm like, fuck no, this is where the magic mm. is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we've been so talking about that too, hey? Yeah. And like before, the medicine like we... that is in the shadows as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's all there. Yeah. And before, yeah. like, I butted in before asking you about that community on your post, you were saying about your vision and I was like, oh, wait, what? W- can you finish that? Because oh, I'm yeah, your vision. To... Um, Just like... I just kind of like, oh God, it's so big. You know, Good. let's, yeah, where do I start? I'm like, you know how the Freemasons, like, nah. <laughs> the <laughs> like reptilians. Circular, yeah. <laughs> circular community, you know how they support their own, you know, just like coming back to culture, like, you know, we're, we're all different colors. We all bleed the same and we're all going to have to work together to fucking survive, especially with what's been going on the last couple of years and the amount of control and censorship and, um, surveillance. I feel like we're really just going to have to put our differences aside and realize that, you know what, accept what's happened in the past and, and build a strong foundation. You know, first you have to acknowledge the the history, right. To build that solid foundation so you can avoid it happening again. Um, and just work together on recreating strong communities and strong families. And it starts in your family, you know. I feel like often we want to go out and save the world and it's like, well, again, embody it, like be there with your babies first yes. and, you know, ruthless, ruthlessly defend your family. Like as women, we are literally mother bears. Like, yes, you know, there's this idea that, you know, you need to um, be not, yeah, like docile. You need to like calm down. And it's like, well, if I need to protect my own, you've got to be, you know, what do they say? It's better to be a a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. Yes, yes, yes. Someone said it to me the other day and I was like, totally. Yeah. So just, you know, reclaiming reclaiming our power, like we're the medicine women, we're the heads of our family, we're the ones that have our eyes everywhere, even when our eyes are closed. Like, But you do have that vibe. You bring that vibe to your Instagram. Like you bring a very like, especially on like your, like you're the only Steves. I love that so much. Like love always promoting it and only because I genuinely love it. Like, and I genuinely love you. Thank you so much. And your pulse of the womb page, that is a very wise page, I feel. Like that's when you were saying before about like your ancestors are behind you, tapping on your shoulder, giving you all your insights. I can, I feel that on that page. Like I love that. Yeah, it's a really powerful page. So you can see your vision, even on the energy of it on your Instagram, which is so really we'll cool. Link, we'll link in both those um, Instagram Beautiful. handles in our Thank show you so notes much. and Instagram and Oh my goodness. Thank, thank you. you so much yes, for having this conversation you. with us today. <laughs> yeah. I feel so lit up and nourished. Like yeah. these are the conversations that we want to have in this space because they're yeah. just so important I'm to glad. have. And yes. um, thank you for all your beautiful work that you're putting out into the world. Thank yeah, you for we, having me. Yeah. And teaching <laughs> us and introducing me to Yoni Steams. And like, yes. I'm even like, by the way, guys, I'm an affiliate. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> just FYI. Well, we will be when the new website's up because our old website, I don't think it's really operating anymore. But yes, you were. Okay, no, well, will I be still again. am. <laughs> yes. I'm always like. Thank you so much for your support. I love it. No, it's, yeah. gen- it's, it's, it's just genuine. Like I just, I just. That's the best. Not only do I love supporting like women and you and like I just love what you're all about, but the herbs are fucking sick. Yeah, I love you. them. I love my herbs. I sing to them, you know, like everything's got an energy. So yes. Yeah. And you can tell. Yeah. I, I even Yay. have them like sitting up in my like I got a cupboard. I actually sort of semi-copied your um good on you. Like a big um apothecary. medicine cupboard. Like yeah, medicine cupboard. It's just yeah. it inspired. Yeah. I mean, it's not as good as yours, obviously. Everyone like will, everyone needs it, you know. And yes. then when you mix mix your concoctions, you know, add it in. Like one of my other girlfriends, I went there one day and she's now got a cabinet, you know. Go to the op shop, get yourself a little cabinet. Yes, I got it. like an old place. Yes. Throw the fucking throw the dust collecting china out and fill it full of, you know, your oils and your, you know, yes. everything, your herbs, your salts, all of it. Your crystal wands. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whatever you need, that water pourer. <laughs> Love you, girls. Love you, love, love you. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye.